05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got Seth Maniscalco here from Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, excited to have you here, Seth. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here, Nate. Thank you. Appreciate the invite. And uh, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So first question I love to ask everyone is, what is Championship Leadership to you? That's the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? Um, simply put, action takers who are willing to take the risk and jump in with both feet. That, that's my gut reaction. That's okay. my first thought. And somebody who puts action above the thought process and, and taking one step forward is the winning, you know, mindset yeah. behind everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Championship leadership, be a doer, not a talker. Yeah. Well, I know you got some experience in that. And, um, so why don't you share a little bit about your journey and kind of who you are and what you're up to today. And I know you just have a new book out and uh, let us let the followers know kind of what it is that you do and how you can help people out. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, the simple answer there is I'm an investor. I've been an investor for over 20 years, 25 maybe actually at this point. I think, yeah, oh, 26. I think I first started investing uh, at 19 years old when I was living overseas. And there's been a long journey to that, right? Typical either, right? I mean, that's pretty young to start investing. I mean, that's a great time to start investing, but. It is. It's young. And, you know, that, that's that been, uh, by and large, a lot of part of who I am. I don't follow the crowds. I, I do the opposite of what the masses generally tend to do and think. And, you know, that's been a source of pride for myself, too. And a lot of that has come through, you know, hard lessons and struggles and, I've also had the opportunity to simply have people who are willing to share information with me. And, and at a young age, I, I could hear other people talking. And I use that example, you know, not to have a big head, but for one, one profound impact on me in my life in a young age, I remember being in like ninth or 10th grade. You know, we had a substitute teacher that came in for a history class one day. It wasn't even our normal teacher. And this individual, for whatever reason that day, and I recall, did the double a penny on the chalkboard, you know, the old blackboard chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. I'm dating myself now, oh, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Now. Blackboard. Um, 
but the double a penny exercise for 30 days, right? And, and depending on whether you're doing it for 30 days or 31 days in that particular month, those numbers can compound in mind-blowingly quickly, right? Like that number can be five to $10 million depending on 30 or 31 days by starting with a penny. So that like the power of compounding basically punched me in the nose at that point. And I had uh, an epiphany, if you will. And I said, why the hell would I want to work for a living? <laughs> Honestly, it's 16, really? 15 years old, That's 14, awesome. maybe. I, I At that point, I said, why the hell would I want to go to the work and spend 40 to 60 hours working for somebody else? And I'm looking at, you know, at the example of my substitute teacher at that point, who was probably making 35 to 60 grand, maybe yeah. in the in the 90s. And that's probably a high salary for an experienced teacher. And I thought there's a better way. There's a faster way to do this. There's a smarter way to do this. That was one profound impact. I also, after graduating high school, I spent a semester in college and decided I wasn't quite ready for college. You know, I didn't want to continue on that school path, ended up joining the military, spent six years in the Marine Corps. And I had a captain at the time, uh, 03, who gave us a finance lesson. And I I somehow ended up in, you know, this captain was talking to us about finances and IRAs and 401ks. And, you know, so I'm at that point, I'm 19 years old and I'm listening to this conversation in the military. And, you know, this guy laid down the power of an eight to 10% compounding interest rate, which was average at the time for like a 401k IRA, Roth IRA. Roth IRAs were very new at the time, but like that was an average target, eight to 12%. And if you compounded those kind of numbers by putting, you know, a few thousand bucks in a year, you could easily be a multimillionaire in the course of like 40 years, which is what a lot of traditional finance folks will teach you, you know, if you've probably never heard about 401ks or, or IRAs, then you probably haven't spent a lot of time around financial type folks and, you know, the financial professional services, right? Like that's a pretty standard conversation that a lot of folks will have. But at the time, again, for me, for 19 years old, it was like the kick in the in the rear that said, I'm going to take myself down, go open a bank account, open up an IRA, a Roth IRA, and start throwing every penny that I had for my military paycheck into that account. Those were two profound impacts in my life that really switched the script in my own head. It's like, look, you need to take action and you need to take more risk now that most people would probably find uncomfortable so that you can live the life later that people, most people don't have. You know, and there was obviously more lessons along the way, but like those two moments in my head were where something really triggered and it motivated me to go out and take action, right? Championship leadership. So those were two key moments have made a, a difference factor for me. And, you know, and there's other systems and wins that I've had along those 25 years of investments. But, you know, those were the the paths that, that really changed the direction of my life. So. So I know you said you're an investor. So yeah, that took you from, man, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work harder, not smarter or smarter, not harder, excuse me, and kind of jump the traditional pathway that people have, or maybe going to college, get a job, work for a certain amount of time, then retire, uh, which is kind of a fallacy nowadays as well. But how did that bring you to what you're doing today and to write a book and everything else that you do? Well, now you're talking about where the rubber meets the road, right? Yeah, that's right? So at 19 years old, I had an epiphany 
And I realized, well, damn, there's a better way to do this. However, at 19 years old, I didn't have the knowledge or the resources or the skills to pull it off. Honestly, I could see the path. What I didn't have, you know, was, was the firsthand knowledge and experience to actually do it. Now I had to learn the lesson because I didn't actually get away from, you know, the, the proverbial golden handcuffs, you know, the nice six figure quarter of a million dollar a year salary that most people are struggling to get to. And they think they've made it by the time they make it to that point. And I realized I was still working for somebody else, but at 39 years, I finally managed to escape and get independent to where the, where I had a steady income stream and the confidence and the ability to, you know, support myself through investments. So, so that gap for from 19 years old, opening your first accounts at 39 is a 20 year road, right? Yeah. I I could see the light. It took me 20 years to get to that point. I wish I had gotten there a whole lot sooner. I wish I had learned other lessons a whole lot faster. I wish somebody had punched me in the nose 10 times more than, you know, than I actually wanted um, because I would have gotten here a whole lot faster. But those are the lessons we learn. And, you know, that's the journey of life, right? There's no clear cut path. And sometimes, you, you know, it's, it's a little cliche, but we learn from the school of hard knocks and that's where the best lessons come from. So being in the right place at the right time and taking on more risk than most people truly would has been the recipe to success. Because if I stayed and I continue to target the 10 to 12%, well, I'd still be working for somebody else right now. And I wouldn't be running my own businesses and I wouldn't be cash flowing digital assets. And, you know, it'd, it'd be a much different picture. Not that life would be terrible, Mind you, I think I'd be very happy, but I'd, I'd be in a different place than where I am today. And that clarity and has helped me get very clear on my mission that this is bigger than you know what I can do and how I can impact my own life and my children's lives. Because now we're at the point where we are opening and launching our third hedge fund. We have a Series C hedge fund, which is a $100 million cryptocurrency hedge fund and There's a lot of good that we want to try and do with the world in that world of investments. So now this is more about scaling and how we can help others and, you know, prioritize the most important skill set at the end of the day, which, which has been profound for me. And I think will continue to be profound for new generations of folks coming up is financial literacy. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think for me, my gap was that I didn't have folks who knew how to make money. As an example, a positive example for me in my life. Now, I had outstanding parents. My parents loved me. My parents were working parents. I still have an outstanding relationship with my parents. I go and visit them on Christmas. My parents are great parents, but they were also working class parents. My dad was a banker. My mom was a secretary. You know, they didn't understand how to leverage money in the markets. And I grew up with a very, you know, scarcity type mindset in that house. I would hear stories. My parents invested money in the stock market and we lost $10,000. Oh my God, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, some of that message is not what you need to hear in order to get to where you want to go. So, you know, I struggled with some of that and and I had to learn how to get past that. But at the end of the day, I can sit here and tell you, you know, I had to learn financial literacy on my own. I had to go out and find experts. I had to go out and spend millions of dollars to hire millionaires to help me get to where I am today. And if I had gotten past and I had gotten to that a whole lot sooner than I did, you know, I'd be a lot further ahead in life than I am today. That's become the clear cut mission. Like the lessons that I've learned, how can I impose that to other folks and and help them learn to get to where we all want to get faster than we plan to get there? 
So is that the idea behind the book is to help close that gap for people? And well, uh, the, you know, many are listening, but yeah, for those that are watching and you want to hold it up there so we can see it. It is. Um, and prohibited profits, right? So I own a company, Crypto Wealth Coach. I, I A lot of folks know me. I If you Google Seth Maniscalco, you're going to find, you know, three to five Google searches for Crypto Wealth Coach, my business websites, my social media. Most people know me as the Crypto Wealth Coach. I've had huge amounts of success professionally for the last six years. We have delivered four-digit ROIs. That's a thousand percent or more for a group of over a hundred investors, hedge fund investors consistently for the last six years in the market. There's not a whole lot of folks who have delivered that kind of results for their clients. There's a lot of folks who have achieved personal results for themselves, and they're happy to share that all over social media for you. Um, There's not a lot of folks who have done that on a professional level, but that's one piece. That is here and now. I see Bitcoin and crypto, while yes, it's new and exciting, it's, it's the first technology of its kind that humans have ever had in our modern 10,000 year history of calling ourselves modern humans. It's new and exciting, but it's also temporary. Technology continues to change. Technology continues to evolve. Telling you I'm 45 years old, one of the lessons I've seen is growing up in that dot-com boom. Well, I wasn't old enough to be investing in the stock market at 16 and 17 years old. I learned a lot of lessons by talking with adults who were investing. They lost money. They learned lessons. They were sharing those lessons with me. Technology changes. Bitcoin is new and everybody's talking about it. But blockchain has been around since the 1970s, Nate. Digital money is nothing new. It's something people talk about now. It's new and it's sexy. Everyone's talking about NFTs and the metaverse. Does anybody come to you and say, are you on the internet? Do you have a website for your business podcast, Nate? Right, right. No, that's a ridiculous question in 2022, right? Well, in 1990s, that was what everybody was talking about. Have you heard of the internet? Have you bought, have you bought a domain? Right. Are you online? Yeah. Fast forward 30 years, nobody cares. That's an irrelevant question. Unless you are online, you don't even matter in today's world. That's how I see the future of Bitcoin going. No one's going to be asking you, do you own Bitcoin? Do you have cryptocurrencies? Everybody's going to be using that as their default from their smartphone and their online bank accounts, if you will, crypto accounts. That's how NFTs are going to eventually progress. Have you been buying digital apes? Have you been talking about NFTs and this new thing in the metaverse where everyone's wearing their goggles, et cetera, et cetera? Well, no one's going to care about that in 30 years, Nate. The natural progression of this is NFTs are, at the end of the day, they're smart contracts. They have nothing to do with digital apes and hallucinogenic fish that you can buy and sell like trading cards with each other. That is one tiny component of NFTs. An NFT is actually a smart contract. An NFT is you and I deciding that we're going to agree to buy a piece of real estate. We set up five terms of the contract for $500,000. If you meet that contract, that $500,000 in my account moves over to your account. We've met that smart contract. We move forward whatever. That's the benefit of a smart contract. It gives digital membership to something. When you go online and you check in and you want to fly to Las Vegas for the, or Miami next week or next couple of weeks for the Bitcoin conference, you get a snapshot of seat 23F on your phone. 
Well, Nate, that's an NFT. At the end of the day, that digital passport that you log in with your phone to get on that plane is an NFT. Mm -hmm. You just don't know it yet. It's just not promoted to you in that manner. But that's where the technology is going. No one's going to be asking you if you own NFTs. So that's a long answer to get back to my point with prohibited profits and why I'm bringing this up. History doesn't always repeat, but it definitely rhymes again and again and again in history. So why am I bringing this up? And, And with the whole blockchain and technology, Well, these patterns have played themselves out many, many times in history, in particular from the prohibition concept, alcohol prohibition in the 1930s, right? You had gangsters. The U.S. government came out and said, you can't drink alcohol anymore. It is now illegal. Dump all your bathtub gin in the the toilet, flush it. If we catch you with it, you're illegal, right? Well, that didn't stop anybody. All you did was create a black market. You now have gangsters with bathtub gin and the whole um, bootlegging era that came out of the 1930s, right? I mean, you, you can Google the history lessons and learn that. Eventually, they changed their mind. They came back, they legalized it and said, you know what? We're not going to fight you. We just want you to pay your taxes and we'll leave you alone. Well, the folks who you know, maybe got into a little bit of the black uh, dark era where it was not quite fully legal, set themselves up to make generational wealth. Who am I talking about? Budweiser, Coors, the folks who got into alcohol and built generational wealth. Well, the same thing happened again with marijuana prohibition. Marijuana was outlawed. There's some unethical and there's a moral discussion about why that happened that comes down to race and improper mindsets. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with you. I just want to acknowledge that the fact that it was illegal and the world has reversed and now we have multiple states. The U.S. government is collecting billions and billions of dollars of tax revenue while other Americans are still sitting in jail for smoking a joint. Yeah, right. And that's a travesty. Okay. However, that pattern has played itself out again in history. Gold was also outlawed at one time in America. It was illegal to own gold in this country. The U.S. government came out and said, you need to turn in all your gold coins. We're going to melt that down. It's a world war. We need precious metals. We are reclaiming your gold. Some people turned in their gold and said, we trust the government. We're going to do what the government thinks is best. (laughs) Other people said, here's the one finger salute. We are not going to do that. And they came out much further ahead when that was legalized again and and Americans were allowed to own gold and you were no longer a criminal. Right or wrong, there's a moral discussion to be had whether you followed the law or didn't. At the end of the day, those people came out ahead. We're now seeing this with psilocybin, the new trillion dollar industry. Right now it's a $35 billion industry, medical psilocybin research. There's a moral discussion to be had around schedule one drugs. My opinion is I have 14 years in the medical space running $35 million businesses before I launched my own business, crypto wealth coach, head funds, et cetera. I think that's another trillion dollar industry staring us down. And that's exactly what Bitcoin has done. That's exactly what marijuana has done. That's exactly what alcohol has done. These patterns play themselves out time and time again. And if you can get in the right place at the right time, long before anybody else does, you can easily secure a thousand percent gains or more for you. Five digit gains are totally possible. And we've locked that in for many of our investors this year. That's what this gets into. We can have a conversation around blockchain. And Nate, I've probably got your eyes rolling in the back of your head. 
But the concept is so much bigger than that, because what we're talking about is big picture and how the technology and humankind advances and progresses. If you can get in front of that tidal wave, it doesn't matter about timing the bottom of the market. Did it matter if you got into Bitcoin at six pennies or six hundred dollars? Well, Bitcoin's at sixty five thousand dollars. Actually, now, depending on when you've watched this, it's somewhere around forty two thousand yeah. dollars. We've had a significant drop. The movement from six hundred dollars to forty two thousand dollars is life changing. If you got in at the right time, it didn't matter if you timed the bottom of the market, didn't matter if you timed the top of the market. If you pulled 60% of that move, of that tidal wave move out of the market, you have locked in generational wealth for yourself and for your future generations. And these patterns repeat time and time again. That's what the book is about. You know, I'm a simple guy. Do you dumb it down for, for guys like myself? To, uh, Absolutely. We um, understand. And is there some steps in there on, on what to do to, to take some action as you talk about? It does. So it's easy to talk about that. It's easy to highlight historical examples, right? Hindsight is always 2020. It's easy to come out and say, well, look at this, look at this, look at this. Well, everybody wants to know what's the next thing, right? So how do you get to that next point? Yes, there are 11 fundamentals that we have honed in on this book. The concept is to how many of these can you stack in your favor? Are you going to find one project like Bitcoin with all 11 fundamentals? Well, probably not. Okay. Can you find seven, eight, nine fundamentals in this particular project and take a smaller bite size risk? You don't need to empty out your 401k and your nest egg into whatever the next technology is going to be. You know, if the big threat to Bitcoin is quantum computing and these million dollar Microsoft computers that can hack your bank accounts. Well, then, you know, quantum proof ledgers is probably something you want to pay attention to. Is that the next technology? I have no idea, but I can tell you, I have a very small stake in quantum proof computers. And on a 10 year horizon, if that does win, I'm going to lock in about a hundred thousand percent on that trade. But I've taken literally zero risk to put myself in front of it. 99% chance I'm probably going to lose that. If I do win, I have no financial risk and I have nothing but pure upside on that. So how many of these zero risk positions can you get into and continue to stack? Do you need to win them all? No. Can you win a tiny percentage of these that perform at 10,000% or better? Well, one of those investments alone is going to more than triple your portfolio. So we're trying to properly balance new technology with risk and the potential for reward. Easy to say, hard to put into a tiny nugget. The right. book is what this is about. So gotcha. I love um, it. I'm interested because I kind of asked this question of, of people, but it's a little different, different twist for you. I have some friends that are investors and big into this world. You, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk uh, mention if you follow him at all about the investment. Gary Vaynerchuk is to our announcement in Puerto Rico in yeah. April. I'm going to be sharing a stage with Gary April 28th oh, awesome. April 28th. So yeah, that's where we're announcing the next hedge fund is at the Puerto Rico event. So anyway, yes, yes, I'm familiar with Gary for sure. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And you know, who isn't nowadays, but uh, he puts himself out there. But you know, he talks about the investments that he missed on or passed on, right? And right. you know, for an investor, we, you seem to remember those sometimes bigger than more than the, the big wins. But I'm curious, is there an investment or two that uh, you let slide by that you look back and wish you wouldn't have? 
Yeah, there's um, dozens and dozens of those. Uh, the most recent example I will tell you is if you're familiar, any any of your viewers are familiar with crypto. We're talking about a, a sphere. Bitcoin is king, right? Bit everybody yep. knows Bitcoin. It's a trillion dollar economy all by itself. But there are over 20,000 different cryptocurrencies, okay? That's where this 11 point blueprint will help you figure out like, where the sure. heck do you want to put your money? In a sphere of 20,000 coins, I only own 20. That's a 0.00001% of the market. I'm trying to find the cream of the crop. Anyway, one that I actually did own was Terra Luna. I had actually recommended it to my group of investors in 2018, 2019. We followed our investment thesis and we locked in over 1,800% for our investors. We we bought the call at pennies. We made 1,800%. I said, guys, we have now locked in an 18X on our investment. It's time to follow Warren Buffett's first rule of investing, it, which is protect your capital. Uh -huh. Rule number two, see rule number one, never lose money, right? So I fought, so I stuck with my, my plan. I said, let's lock in an 18X is unheard of. That never happens in the freaking stock market. 1,800%, dude, sell everything and run. Yeah. Well, guess what? Terra Luna did not stop running and it continued to go 13,000%. <laughs> I told a group of 100 investors, let's sell, let's lock in our gains. Now, granted, we locked in 1,800%. Yeah, That's only day, okay? Right. However, it made 13,000% in the next six to 12 months. And it was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I had to learn a hard lesson there. I had to say, you know what? I was wrong. And the lesson that I've learned now is to let your winners run. That's the one valuable lesson. I've got 15 other examples like that, okay? I also bought sure. Tesla when it was $20. I emptied out my 401k into Bitcoin when it was $225. I take more risk than the average person. But the big lesson for there was, look, I had a huge winner. We made 1,800%. Rather than close out my entire position, we should have kept a tiny little sliver of maybe 10%. And if I'd have let that continue to run, another 13,000% would have would have been a much bigger win, right? So yeah. that's the hard lesson that I had to take away from that. And I'm humble enough to tell you that I have learned that lesson multiple times. And I'm not always right. Well, I mean, you at least, like you said, capitalize on 1,800% versus, you know, being told that you should get in on something and then totally completely passing it up. And then it goes to 13,000, right? True. Yeah. I, you know, a win is a win, right? Yeah, That's that. Yeah, so right. The yeah, biggest absolutely. reason that investors lose is the six inches between our two ears. Yeah. We're all humans. We all have emotions. I beat yeah. myself up when I miss an opportunity like that, not only for myself, but because I'm also thinking, well, I got a hundred other people who are following me and want to make money and they trust me. And the only reason I recommend something is because I believe in it. I put my money where my mouth is. I'm a hedge fund manager and like, this is my whole life. So I beat myself up over it. We all, we're humans. We all want to be the best and we're just not, you know? So you, you got to learn the lessons. You got to be humble. And hindsight does not help, you know, like beating yourself up and running on that spiral of uh, downward emotional nonsense that, man, I should have done this, man, I should have been better, man, I could have done this. You know what? All I have to do is learn the lessons. And as long as we learn the lessons and grow, yeah. now you have a championship mindset. Absolutely. As we start to wrap this up, if there were like, you know, one or two things you could give to the listeners outside of everything 
we've already talked about. If they were to take action today, kind of like when you were 19 and you took action and started dumping all your money in, into uh, Roth IRAs, you know, what would those be to help move someone's life forward right now? There's several pieces to that. And, uh, you know, a lot of it dives into the book. I mean, some of the basic fundamentals, right? Like being first to take action. That's huge. The sooner you can get in and take advantage of something, the power of compounding works positively and it works negatively, right? If you continue to not take action, um, not show up on your daily appointments and to continue to be consistent, well, the rest of the world is just going to bypass you because you're not doing anything, right? Standing still is not taking action. The world's going to continue to progress beyond you and you're going to lose through attrition that way, right? I mean, so, so the funding principle to be a championship, to be a leader is you've got to lead from the front. You got to take action. You've got to do things that other people aren't willing to do in order to live a life that other people are not going to live, right? That's a basic foundation for success. You have to take action. And the sooner you can take action and see things before other people do, the power of compounding is going to win. Are you going to win them all? No, of course, absolutely not. But lay this out. If my goal is to make a thousand percent on every investment, I don't get into it. Most investors would tell you if you can double your money, jump on it, right? If you can make 100% in the stock market, jump on it, take advantage of the risk, and hopefully it plays out for you. My thesis is to say, don't jump at anything that you can't make 1000% or better. In the stock market, that's exceptionally rare. In the technology market, that comes along every several years. That's been the pattern that history has repeated again and again. So being first to action is huge, but play this out in your mind. If my goal is a thousand percent per investment and I have 10 investments, I can suck. Okay, Nate, I can really suck. And eight out of 10 investments that I choose lose. Mind you, that's not my goal. I'm playing out a worst case scenario for you. Okay. That means mathematically for simplicity reasons and for the simple sake of argument hopefully nobody's sitting behind a count calculator and they're going to keep me up for my next statement but i've lost 800 of those investments on the eight that went to zero the two that i made that produced 10x or better produced 2000 percent again my numbers are only for illustration purposes but in that scenario i can very literally be a losing investor but still be profitable yeah my track record is much better than that. We actually tend to win about 80% of our investments. Yeah. I'm painting out a worst case scenario. But what I'm talking about is a technology investment strategy that's a little bit speculation minded with control on risk that has consistently performed for the last six years for you know on a professional level, not a personal level. I would rather consistently have a thousand percent every single year then chase doge coins and meme coins and the next you know thing that could be more of a gamble that i think hopefully is going to pay out huge i would rather consistently have a thousand percent every year than maybe have one year out of a 10 that performs at ten thousand percent yeah the power of compounding is going to get me there a whole lot faster than what i would call your strategy is more or less gambling like you're, you're just kind of throwing money at the wall and hoping something sticks. So that's where I'm coming at it from. Reverse the script. Most people are chasing 20% in the stock market and they're happy to get it. They will promote that on social media. They tell all their friends they made 60% on Microsoft. There's not a lot of folks out there telling you when they lost 40% on Microsoft. <laughs> right. 
So I come at it from a different perspective on, on that angle. It's very counterintuitive. However, it consistently performs. And if you scale back and look at history, that's why. Yeah, love it. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. What's, how can we get the book? And how can we follow you and, and more of what you're up to on a daily basis? Yeah, so I'm, I'm online. We've got, you know, all the social medias, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. I'm on SethManiscalco.com is my personal uh, branding website. The book itself is uh, prohibitedprofits.com. Rob Cicades did the cover for the artwork. I've, I've uh-huh. had a relationship with Rob for many years. He's giving me commercial licenses for other artwork on the website. Um, so the focus is then we've been working with Rob for many years. Prohibitedprofits.com. We're also on Amazon, Books and Noble, Kindle. Yes, you can find us there. I'd prefer if you went to my website. We'll give you a free download. I'll also give you a free membership to CryptoWealthCoach.com. If you're into crypto, if that's something you want to take advantage of, we've built that company for the last six years, and we will give you a free membership to the group for buying a book. That's $150 value, and Amazon won't give that to you. So that's my salesman speech. Nate, I am I am full of oceans of gratitude for the opportunity to be with the, the call with you here today to have the opportunity to speak in front of your listeners. And thank you. This is truly yeah, been absolutely. Thank you. And it's been great. And uh, yeah, I know Rob a little bit and that cover looks just like Rob's work. So I, <laughs> once you said, it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's his that's his cover. Art is something you have to feel, brother. It's got to hit you in the soul. Yeah, I, I love art. I've been a big art collector. I also invest yeah. in art. NFTs are somewhat art. I've got a few of those stories to tell too, but Rob hits me right in the soul. He hits yeah, you in the field and awesome. I love the guy. I have a lot of respect for him. Well, I appreciate you being here and this has been great. Uh, we'll definitely get everything uh, linked up. Encourage everybody to go grab a copy of his book from right straight from his website and uh, have a good day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage it's never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader i'ma lead the way cause i'm a firm believer we can do anything we want if i said it then i meant it i probably already did it consider it if you need some inspiration you should play this championship leadership podcast hey baby